0: Today's conversation is about being an overnight success. As an entrepreneur, realtor, creator, or side hustler, we see everyone all over social media crushing it and are often looking to be that same overnight sensation. But is that a sustainable reality? Today, Sean and I are going to talk about whether or not it's healthy to expect to become that overnight success. Today, you'll hear some of our thoughts, ideas, and the challenges that we've run into along the way and how we've developed an entirely new way to view being an overnight success that may actually surprise you. If this is something you're curious to learn more about, then stick around because you'll be surprised by what you hear next.
1: The Realtor 180 Podcast, where valuable conversations and industry experts collide. Let's dive in and transform your business today.
0: Before we dive into this exciting business conversation, I'm your host, CLOD, and here with me today is San Francisco's Realtor, Sean Kunkler. How are you today, Sean?
1: I am... I always say fantastic. Awesome. Oh, you're looking
0: very <laughs> dapper today. I love your pocket square.
1: Uh, thank you. That's funny. Jason Roland, uh, my good friend who's a realtor out of Chicago, he mentioned my pocket squares too. So thank you. You yes, and him.
0: I, I imagine there's a lot of thought that gets put into that. You know,
1: one does need a little, you know, a little pop of pizzazz. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I don't actually like wearing ties. Oh, really? Yeah. They, I always feel they're a little confining unless Uh, it's for like a special event. But on my day to day work, I prefer to actually not wear a tie. So I opt for the pocket square square to kind of offset, yeah, give it that that little,
0: yeah, style, but not be confining. I I get that. I get that. I, I used to wear ties when I was in primary school in australia my school uniform we wore ties
1: serious mm-hmm. it was all girls girls school correct? no
0: no it was uh, elementary primary we called it primary school in australia yeah i was just catholic and we wore school uniforms and no in kidding. the winter time we had ties and blazers you wait know, what with, did
1: you have in the summer no tie
0: no ties we just had these dresses with like boat collars Super cute now that I think about
1: it. The Peter Pan collar, the round.
0: Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. My
1: sister studied fashion in school and I remember seeing her book of collars and I was like, oh, I always thought there's one collar, pointy, and there's oh, not. There's, there's a like lot. dozens and dozens yes. of different collar types.
0: Yes. So, I know all about ties. <laughs> Although I don't know if I ever tied my tie correctly. Uh, that's anyway, funny. long story.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for that tangent. I yes, appreciate it. Anytime. I'm really looking forward to this episode. Yeah. Because, you know, social media absolutely has changed our perception I know. of overnight success. And we feel like everybody's around. an overnight success right, around right.
0: us. And you're like, how come, you know, we feel so broken? Cool. You're like, how come I'm not, you know, how come I don't have a gajillion followers? Yeah. And it's like, you think these people came out of nowhere. I mean, it's not true. It, some of them did,
1: but most of them did yeah, not. Yeah, maybe some.
0: But there's a lot of work out there that, that, that goes behind it. And I think I agree. just don't see that.
1: And not just with social media, but any category across the board. I mean, you see businesses that look like...
0: Oh, yeah. Overnight successes, right?
1: They look like a meteor. Like, they just popped out of nowhere and they're like burning bright and you're like, oh my God, what like where did they just come from? Like, and actually like
0: Theranos? Ther- <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Just watch the documentary. Uh, Elizabeth
1: Holmes, Theranos that yeah, yeah, yeah. they she wound up getting like, I don't know, nine billion dollars from a Well that's an
0: overnight success. is that success.
1: There was no success money? because well she no, got the money. She got the money, but there was no actual <laughs> technology
0: behind it.
1: And and I think it's now leading to like an incredibly large lawsuit. Right. Right.
0: That brings a good point is what did, what do you define success? If you define success as, you know, getting $9 billion, yes, she was definitely a success. Sure. Successful. Uh, That's
1: like a successful con right there.
0: (laughs) But if you define success as like a working product that people could actually purchase and the company could have some revenue and profit from And that was not a success.
1: And within that, if you're not familiar with the case, they were creating this way to draw blood, but using drops of blood and not files of blood. And uh, with it was supposed to be this amazing technology that could basically profile your body now and then project... Yeah. essentially what it would need in the future and they were trying these blood tests on it was really sad but like stage four cancer patients yeah and people who, really... who have very compromised bodies It yeah. shouldn't be even mm-hmm. subjected to any of that so i mean it was a, a gross project from beginning to end while i'm sure it started with good intent it it definitely Became delusional and went into a weird direction. Yes. Um, But yeah, you're right. Like if you watch the media at the time, she spiked out of nowhere, seemed like an overnight success. Yeah. But again, there's always a lot happening behind the scenes that we're not always privy to. Remember when um, the Pokemon Go? Mm, like mm-hmm. blew up I right. mean, it was that like the, seemingly
0: came out of nowhere out
1: of nowhere it just like skyrocketed I mean right. it was like a million downloads a day on the app it was like staggering staggering numbers yeah. and the creator was being interviewed and the person interviewing him said how does it feel to be an overnight success right and the the creators like we were on overnight success I've been doing this since 1998
0: yeah yeah so he's been doing the work, doing the, you know, practicing the craft, you know, whatever. He's been doing the work for
1: A long (laughs) time. Like an incredibly long time. But nobody,
0: the thing is nobody saw that, right? That's why it seems like an overnight success.
1: It reminds me of an iceberg. You know, when you see an iceberg floating in the water, you see a very small tip tip, sticking out, which is like 5% of the entire iceberg. That means 95% of this, this mass is sitting below the surface. Right. And that is so often the case.
0: I totally agree. And I think the reason why we came up with this topic was because I had just watched Queen's Gambit. Oh. And the actress there is Anya Taylor-Joy, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. And for me, I haven't seen her anywhere else. So I was like, "Oh, it, it seems like she just kind of came out of nowhere, like yeah. became this overnight success." And now I see her everywhere on interviews, social media, like just out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I kind of looked her up and I saw, wait a second, you know, she has been acting for quite a while now and she's actually done all all these smaller roles in smaller TV series. And, you know, also I think she was in a movie, but to me, she seemed like an overnight success because I didn't see, you know, I I wasn't familiar with her. And like, obviously I wasn't following her since she became an actress. But, you know, there was a lot of work behind, you know, this overnight success, right? I agree. She's totally blown up.
1: She's blown up. And I think she's been acting for like nearly a decade. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, 10 years of working on a craft is not overnight. It is not overnight. Like there's nothing overnight about that.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Tony Robbins, uh, it's from one of his books, but he says what's, what's celebrated in public is often worked on for years in private. And mm. and it's just such a true quote. So true, yeah. It's, you know, we just, like a good friend of mine, Clint, who's, I've mentioned him before, he's a professional bodybuilder. Right. And he's worked for incredible amount of, like decades yeah. on on learning nutrition, learning about the body, learning mechanics, learning movements, refining those, and working and working, and now he's winning awards all the time right. for what he's done. And it's, you know, like from the outside in, he's he's like this pro winner on a very short scale, but it's not, it's been a very long scale and he's been practicing it for years and years yeah. and
0: years. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of times we think, you know, we see that, you know, one hit wonder, or, you know, we see that one thing that, that that person is successful for and we think overnight success or we think lucky, you know, Um, So for example, for you, I know, you know, your first deal that you had in San Francisco was like this huge number. Can you share more about that? And like, I, I think a lot of people might say that's luck, but I would argue that no, it's not.
1: That's funny. The agents representing the seller literally said to me, wow, you're lucky. And she said it with this, this undertone of almost like just contempt like shit it was just like it was not. <laughs> like who
0: are you this guy who's not put in the work all of a sudden get this amazing deal
1: yeah so to give you guys context my first transaction in san francisco as a realtor was for 2.67 million or i'm sorry 2.7 2.675 million dollars which is yeah that's huge, huge for a first number yeah I mean, it's just—it's a big number to start with, regardless of general, if it's your first, second, or fiftieth. Like, it's still a big, significantly big number. And I remember when the agent said to me, "Like, oh, it, it must be nice, or whatever, or you're so lucky here." However, it was phrased. Mm-hmm. I just remember, like, that's totally not the case. Like, like let's rewind six months prior when I a year prior when I decided to change careers, yeah. and then I decided to. Work 40 hours a week and then go home and study for my real estate exam and being tired and exhausted, and then taking those tests and then passing the test and then building up my savings account so I can take the plunge into real estate while driving a crappy car that Mm -hmm. was on its last leg. Yeah. And basically burning out my reserves, having to borrow $10,000 so I can keep working and pushing forward. Yeah. And then picking a boutique brokerage to work for, and then making friends with a very top producing agent who had properties on the North side, becoming friends with her, building the trust so I can start hosting her open houses, showing up to her her open houses multiple times a week, and then putting in the time to build a conversation with my first client To get to that point. There was
0: so much work. I do remember when you first started out, you were hosting so many open houses. And I think more than your typical agent. And I think, I feel like because you were doing that so often, you kind of learned, you know, kind of like the ins and outs of, you know, what works and, you know, the questions clients ask. So I feel like that there was a lot of work behind that.
1: One of the simple strategies that I love is how do you compress time? Mm. And, you know, if if it's, um, who's it, Malcolm Gladwell, I believe it is, who has like the 10,000 hour rule, you become a master after 10,000 hours. Well, I can do an hour a day for how many years until I reach 10,000, or I can do five hours a day, 10 hours a day. Yeah. And I can compress down when I become a master. So typically open houses are... It depends. So very typically it's either Saturday or Sunday or Saturday and Sunday. And then it's generally like one o'clock to four Mm o'clock. But I would say to these agents, hey, I know you want to sell this property. I would love to help you get more exposure. Can I host the property from 10 to one? And then you come at one to four. Yeah. Or can I do it from four to six? Right. Can I host your open house on Friday and Thursday? I will do it from it, it didn't matter. Yeah. I was so you doing basically
0: it. increased your, you know, I was doing by doing more hours.
1: The average agent, most people were doing one or two days a week. Yeah. I swear, I was doing You're six. Doing a lot. I was probably doing six to eight, and yeah. I was doing multiple time blocks, multiple days a week. Right. And through all of those people that I met, I just happened to meet this one person who happened to have an awesome budget, who happened to have a timeline in which he had to purchase. And all the stars aligned. And actually with that gentleman, to give you guys bigger context, and I didn't know this, and this just happened, this is the lucky part, but he owned his own business and his business was built and he built it from hard work. Yeah, And I remember saying to him, he asked me, how long have you been doing this? And <laughs> you're
0: like, like, oh, you're my first one.
1: <laughs> and I told him, I said, I'm going to be point blank. You're my first client. And because I don't have a full packed book of business, you are going to be the person I'm focusing all my time and energy on. So I will be the hardest working person for you. I yeah. will outwork anybody else in this industry. Yeah, And he said, all right, I'll give you a try. Yeah, the lucky part was saying, saying to somebody, "I will work hard." When their value is hard work, yeah, right. That right. was luck, right? But showing up and delivering—that was not luck. Right. I, you I made put it in happen. The work for that. So, thank yeah. you for recognizing that. That's
0: yeah, sure.
1: And as with you, we talked on a previous. I know your photo, your photographs have been shown on billboards literally around the world, but if we unpack your time in it. How many photos, roughly, did you take and post consistently before you were recognized by Apple?
0: We have talked about this before. I was doing that photo a day challenge. Mm. And, uh, you know, that fifth year, I think I, I forgot how many years I had succeeded. So, you know, 365 times five, you know, something like that. Um, oh in the very gosh. in the very minimum. And, you know, of course, I was doing other photos besides the ones I was posting daily. Yeah.
1: So a couple thousand photos.
0: More than that. Yeah, I think there's definitely some luck involved. Just like you mentioned, there was luck involved in terms of, you know, finally, you know, the client that valued hard work and yeah. that was what you were promising. Yeah. Right. And I've said this before, you know, I, I did get lucky that because Apple did find it and, you know, like I, I, I had work out there, um, you know, I, I've been told before by, you know, uh, family member that you know argued that like actually that was just luck and you're you're just like everybody else I don't know I'm not going to argue that and you know I have my view on that like I know I did Take you know a handful of photos before that one, um. But yeah, I don't know. There, there was I feel like there was some work behind well, that,
1: and that's what's interesting to go back to the overnight success. Yeah, their Her- perception was you took one photo and one photo was recognized by this amazing yeah, company. you got lucky. You got lucky. Whereas you're right. like, I took two thousand photos and one of them happened to be seen. Yeah, that's luck too. But I have a thousand nine hundred ninety nine photos all stacked behind it. Right. That's true. That's not luck. That's, that's our other talk where we just talked about like finding that one thing and being incredibly consistent. Right. 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 Year over year, no matter hell or high water. Yeah.
0: I I think to me, it's kind of like, um, you know, if you think of success as winning the lottery ticket, for example, right. The more lottery tickets you buy, (laughs)
1: <laughs> Which is not a sustainable <laughs> business plan. If anybody's now thinking of this, I don't please know. Please don't do that. Maybe
0: this isn't a good analogy, but okay. Let me just erase that part. Like okay, coming back to the photos, I felt like I had bought many lottery tickets by by posting so many photos yeah. that my chances of success were higher yeah. than other people's.
1: So, and I would say the same thing. Is the harder I work, and for a consistent period of time.
0: Yeah.
1: The more lucky I get. And
0: yes, yeah. And
1: and and yeah, and if I kind of look at these situations as one-offs, I would say they're lucky. But if you then look at the whole body of work, you're like, right, wow, there's right. a a ton of work yeah. that went into that. Yeah. And and not for nothing, but when you look at social media and you see these people successful, they're putting a spotlight on the things they're really Doing well and successfully. Exactly. But they're not putting a spotlight in the blunders and the missteps and all of that. And Barbara Corcoran, who I'm sure everybody knows from Shark Tank, prior to that, she sold her real estate company for $46 million. Yeah. And she's obviously very well known for her successes. And she just straight up and is honest during an interview, she's like, Yeah, because like everybody knows my successes because I don't talk about my failures. <laughs> right. I put a spotlight on my successes Right. and that's what's happening. So I would say one as a summary is first of all, f- figure out how are you as an individual defining success, right? Where is the area you can be incredibly consistent and, yeah. and do that. And, and I would also say, focus on the work, yeah. Not on this magical outcome that you're hoping to get. Just right. focus on doing Just do the really work. Amazing yeah, work. and I feel
0: like we've talked about just doing the work. And I think the more work you have out there, the higher that you have you have more lottery tickets. Yeah. The more chances you have of, you know, of, of of being found if that's kind of the thing you're waiting for or yeah. of, you know, getting that perfect client. Yeah. Um, Just like, you know, with YouTube videos, for example, you know, you can create one video and just kind of hope that that one video will become viral, or you can just keep creating video after video, enjoy the process, Mm -hmm. learn, become better. And then maybe, you know, you'll have like, maybe you'll have a hundred videos that, you know, are up there for discovery versus having one or two videos that could be discovered. So I think there's definitely an advantage in numbers. Um, A lot of times it is a numbers game.
1: I completely agree because sure, you can publish one thing and be found and that's luck. But again, it's, it's, it's more about that body of work and it's about just consistently showing up and, 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 the doing part.
0: Yeah, definitely. We can pick any, you know, successful person out there and we will see that behind the scenes, there was nothing overnight yeah. about how they became successful i mean like i may, i brought the example of anya taylor joy why can't i get her name right clearly she wasn't an overnight success yeah. now everyone's gonna clown me for saying sean mendez because i do listen to sean mendez you know <laughs> and he he started out you know how he started out he started out by doing vines do you, do you remember what those vines yeah. were vines were that like, was, uh, it was like well, s- six or seven second you know short clips
1: vines were, were uh they were the precursor to uh it's the new one now. TikTok? TikTok, yeah.
0: Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so this, that's how he kind of came to fame or doing these Vine videos, you know, when he was like 14, 15. Oh, funny. You know, and only now, I don't know how old he is. He's probably like, I don't know, like early 20s, you know. So it's taken years for him to become, I don't even know if he's a ha- household name yet, but, you know, mm-hmm. like this pop star. Um But that, you know, that took years. And yeah. like, For example, Casey Neistat, you know, I love to, he's always such a good example. He was like, I don't know how many millions of followers he has now, but we all know that was not an overnight thing. You know, he started out um, making videos years and years before he even had that daily vlog. So there's definitely a lot of work that was put into that one.
1: Yeah. And for those motorcycle enthusiasts out there, there's a blog called Asphalt and Rubber. And my buddy Jensen owns that and writes for it literally every day. And, oh gosh, probably five or six plus years ago, yeah. a, a few, a small handful of us went to dirt bike camp and I got to hang out with Jensen. And while we were hanging out, I yeah. knew of his, at that time it was still small, but it was becoming popular. Yeah, And I was like, like talking to him about it. I was like, Again, thinking he was an overnight success. And I was like, When did you start finding the success? Yeah. And he was like, Oh my God, I was grinding away, writing an article a day wow. for a year wow, before amazing. I started to actually catch traction. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. For three hundred and sixty-five days, he had that's basically insane.
0: No, yeah. No no
1: true movement. Yeah. And then it eventually built and now to, to where he's at today. It's actually the number one motorcycle blog in the world. And it's awesome. I'd love watching him now. And definitely not a success overnight. Hard, hard work put into this. But now he's riding tracks literally all over the world on the most amazing amazing bikes. And I just love to watch his success and development through the years. Um, So if you are starting out, whatever it is. I would say go back and listen to one episode prior, or uh, I think it was actually episode 22. Mm -hmm. It was about just being consistent and figuring out like, what's that one thing, that one thing that you put on your calendar every day Yeah, in hell or high water. Yeah, do do it. it. Just do it. Just do that one thing. Yeah. Like for Clint, it's hit the gym. Eat right. Two things. (laughs) (laughs) for Jensen it was sit down and write right in 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 Seth
0: Godin I think he was doing a blog post a day yeah
1: yeah that was back like the the dawn of the internet and he was just writing one a day and still does it I believe I think so that's an incredible streak I don't know his number I would have to look it up but it's like a crazy astronomical long period of time that he's written consistently yeah every single day
0: I have huge respect for people that can do that and yeah. prove me if I'm wrong, but I don't know of anybody that has done the work and nothing's come of it. That's true. I, I don't know any, if you are that person, like feel free to just say so in the comments and let's talk about it. But I feel like I don't know anybody that's done the work and nothing's come of it.
1: Yeah. I, I think something always comes of it. Something, something always does. Something always spawns in It sparks yeah. the new idea, the next thing. And it's like, it's right. that's geometric growth like it doesn't yeah. just grow in one direction it, it grows in like expand these new shapes yeah and, and and yeah to your point it's like nothing ever bad came from just doing, doing the hard the work, work. <laughs> right i don't like, know
0: anything <laughs> bad that could happen from that i don't i really don't yeah. except that you have to do the work and i think part of the reason why some people don't want to do the work is they maybe pick the wrong thing to do, like the wrong work to yeah. do. That's a whole nother topic.
1: And that just goes to find that thing that you're passionate yeah, about, find the joy in that activity and just work your butt off.
0: Totally agree.
1: And I think that's the best summary. I, I do think up, so too, yeah. Note.
0: And I think uh, there is, I'm sorry to break it to you, but there is no overnight success. And uh, you kind of have to do some of the work a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's no magic bean there's no silver bullet. Wah, wah. There's no overnighter. Like nope. it Just yeah. do the work. Enjoy the work. That's the beauty in it. Enjoy the work. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Realtor 180, where industry experts elevate your business. Be sure to subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Until next time, keep thriving.